the opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station. Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. This is B2B Radio, featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Wentworth Financial Partners. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, Central Ohio's leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Good morning, everyone. It's Ken Wentworth, Mr. Biz here. And um, we are going to dig in like we did last week. Um, for those who may have listened, um, we're, I'm way behind on answering listener questions. And so last week we had an Ask Mr. Biz show where we had um, calls and, and questions from listeners. And we're going to continue that because we didn't make it through um, some of those questions. So I want to continue that this week. And we're going to change up the format again. We did it last week as well, but so we have a little bit more time to be able to get through some of these questions. So we're only going to have one commercial break this week, and it's only going to be 90 seconds long. So limited commercial breaks brought to you by Wentworth Financial Partners. So this is an added value show. We're added taking value. the commercials out. We're giving you more content. Absolutely. Love and, it. And there's our co-host for the week, Mike Morris from Morris Media. Thanks for waiting for me to introduce you. You let the cat out of the bag, but I always like to fine. jump in. I felt like that was the place to do it, and so I just did it. <laughs> So Mike's going to be back and sort of uh, we're going to walk through this. Our producer, Alan, is going to play the questions and then um, I'll uh, sort of give my tips and, uh, and and answer the questions. And Mike will uh, enjoy into the, some of that conversation. And maybe you'll jump in like you just did. I will right? probably jump in That's again. Good. That's I good. I love being on this show. This is like one of my <laughs> highlights of the week. Oh, jeez. All right. That being said, well, actually, let me get this out of the way. Um, I think I got got tied up in some things last week and didn't quite get through everything. So let me tell you, everyone, if you want to submit questions, so some people may be asking, hey, I've got a few questions and I'm not sure how to do that, um, you can go out to our website, wentworthfinancialpartners.com. There's a Contact Us page. Go out to that. You can submit questions that way. Um, you can tweet questions to me, at Mr. Biz Tweets. Um, and, of course, you can call. Uh, you can give us a call at 614-962-7CFO. Uh, that's 962-7236. So that is how to get a hold of us. And with that being said, let's dig into some Ask Mr. Biz here. I'm ready to fire I was going to let up. you say it. I almost jumped in. But I can't wait for the question. I thought maybe you could do like a, like a, uh, you know, like a. Oh, a segue or something? Did no, you like a, to... you, some fancy way of saying Ask Mr. Biz. Mm, no. Not I'm gonna really. save that for later. Okay, I want to get right into the questions right. right now. Awesome. Alan, <laughs> please. Hi there. I need a little dose of Mr. Biz Nose. I think I'm doing a decent job of managing the finances of my company. However, I'd love to hear the Mr. Biz perspective on what key financial areas business owners like myself should be concentrating on. A little dose of Mr. Biz knows. I like that. That's actually unheard of. I've never heard that yet, <laughs> but I think we got to like put that in the fabric of this show now. I like that. I like that a lot. I feel like, yeah, I feel, I feel pretty good about that, actually. So let me see if I can pass out a little dose here of Mr. Biz knows. <laughs> So that's a honestly that question I could probably take a whole show to talk through. Um, uh, there are so many different ways to to look at that. So I guess in the interest of time, and I don't want to shortchange the question too much, but of course you start with the three big ones. Um, you, you've got to produce and and monitor your income statement, your balance sheet, and Mike, cash oh, flow. Yeah, cash okay. flow is key. I mean, come on, there you go. 
So you got to have those three. You need to monitor them. Um, what I would suggest is uh, take what you're doing now and compare it to prior year and look at what you're projecting for the for the uh, you know next six to or uh, three to six months. Um, if your business is cyclical, especially, you want to compare it to like a year ago time frame to make sure that you're looking at you know things apples to apples as far as maybe your business cycle goes. Um, for example, if you're in retail and you know the end of the year maybe is a, a busy time for you, maybe the beginning of the year is not as busy. So you want to make sure you're taking that cyclicality out of it and comparing apples to apples uh, time frame. So those are the big three. Um, of course, I, a lot of people focus on the income statement because that tells you what your profit is. Frankly, not many people focus on the balance sheet because right. they think it's an accountant's job and it's boring. And it, it's not, but um, you just need to know how well, to it. Well, it might be boring, but it is important. It is very important, yes. Um, and I can help people with that. I can help maybe kind of show you how it's not quite as boring as it might seem. Um, I don't know about that, but well, I, I know you can help with it, but I, it might still be boring. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, ca- statement of cash flows is extremely important. I mean, you, uh, I've talked about this a gazillion times, but uh, you have to have good cash flow. And there are businesses that are making money and have revenue flowing through the front door like crazy that end up going belly up because they're not keeping an eye on their cash flow and they expand too quickly or, or just a lot of different things can sort of spell doom even if you've got a lot of sales. And I think a lot of people forget about that and either say, well, I've got a bunch of revenue and or I'm making a bunch of money, so I think I'm good. I don't need to worry about cash flow or the balance sheet. And that's just not the case. Um, the other thing I would say is, and this is going to be a selfless selfless plug here, Mike, so be, bring it, plug be, it, beware. plug, plug. Uh, so I did an article for Columbus CEO Magazine um, back in, I think, late 2016, um, and the, the, the gist of the article focused around seven of the top ten reasons that small businesses fail are due to a lack of financial leadership. So seven of those top ten reasons are you're not keeping an eye on your financials, a variety of different things. So I would definitely refer people to that. That, that article is on, obviously, the Columbus CEO website, um, as well as on WentworthFinancialPartners.com. You could see that article there. But um, the two other things I would mention, other than, this, obviously, the three statements, is you got to look at, you got to have a budget. I'm absolutely amazed, and I guess I take for granted um, how I look at things and, and what I do for a living, but how many small businesses I go into that don't have a budget. Uh, you have to have a budget. Um, otherwise, how the heck do you know? You get into August. Should I spend this money on X, Y, and Z, or shouldn't I? This makes the conversation a lot easier. It is, in, is it in your budget? Is it not in your budget? Are you ahead of budget? Are you behind budget? You know, it makes that decision a lot easier. Maybe you want to postpone it till next year, um, that sort of thing. Um, and then, you, again, you got to monitor that budget throughout the year and see where you're at. Um, and then product costing. That's another thing that... What I found, Mike, is a lot of a lot of business owners have, you know, sort of back of the not even envelope, maybe back of the napkin, that they figured out their pricing, <laughs> and uh, that's just not the way to go. You you've got to know, especially if you're manufacturing, for example, you got to know how much every product costs you to make, and then what margin do you need to have? You, you may be, if you don't know what it costs, you may your margin may be way too high, in that you can have a lower margin. And charge people less and get a lot more volume in the door. Just this is one example, um, because your your pricing may be even more competitive than you think. Um, so I think you know, sort of figuring that out and what margins you should have on what products. But again, it all starts with you have to have good product costing to know how to tag that margin on top of it. And again, that's one of those things that I just don't see often enough, honestly. And that's one of the things that I will typically 
creating a budget and tracking against it and, and doing product costing in a more formal way are two things that I really dig into with probably three quarters of my clients when I start out with them that they don't have that. So um, those are sort of the things I think you should finan- uh, financial areas you should focus on uh, as a business owner. And of course, another shameless plug, if you need help with that, you can always give me a call and I'd be happy to help you. Um, 614-962-7CFO. Um, but seriously, uh, those are things that are uh, right in my wheelhouse and, and definitely something I can and help. And I, again, I like helping people. So, Well, if you need it, chances are by the time you find out you need that help, it's it's teetering on it. It's too late. you got to bring in an expert. And there's not a lot of people that can that, that specialize in that like you do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times companies, it, it, it's a good point, that they come in, they all ask me to come in, and they're already, they ask me to come in because they're in a situation where, hey, can you start, like, tomorrow? Because I don't know if I can make payroll in eight days. Okay, um, happy to help with that. And, you know, oftentimes we're able to dig out of that hole and figure things out. But, gosh, there's, you know, you got to kind of want to be out in front of that. And again, if you've got a budget, you're doing your product costing, you're keeping an eye on your financial statements, you're probably not going to end up in a situation like that. So again, stay out of those 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 danger zones. Top Gun reference there for my uh, co-host, Mr. Michael. We finally Morris. sneak in a Top Gun <laughs> reference after uh, two months of talking about it. Oh, geez, um, we're going to get another one. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll try to work <laughs> that in. But so that's those are the things I would say um, to focus on. Again, we could probably do a whole show on just that one question. But um, let's uh, let's get on to another question, Alan. Please. Hello. I really enjoyed your show on factoring with Renee Tayak. I wasn't even aware such a product was available. My question is this. What type of company do you think factoring would benefit the most? Thanks, Mr. Biz. Good question. We did talk about that with Renee. Renee was on a few weeks ago. And actually, we're going to have Renee on in a couple of weeks. She's Two weeks from now. Yeah, she's going to come back on in actually one week uh, from now. Um, And she's going to bring in one of her customers, one of her clients, and we're going to talk through... That. So definitely tune into that show, and again, you can always look back um, on the website to the B2B radio page on the WentworthFinancialPartners.com to listen to that Renee Tyak show. Sounds like this person's listened to the Renee Tyak show because they... They would have to to say her they, name. They referenced her, right? Uh, Renee Tyak, I should say, of Capital Plus, uh, Central Ohio Factoring Company. And so it's a it's it's sort of a difficult question to answer honestly, and we're, uh, we're, we're running out of a little bit of time here in the break. Actually, we're running out of a lot of time. Um, so I don't want to actually dig into it too deep here. I want to kind of tease that for the next segment and dig into it in the next segment. Um, I do want to mention, uh, of course, if you think that there's a way we can help, always you can always go out to our website, WentworthFinancialPartners.com. And again, if you have questions for the show, you can go out to our Contact Us uh, page on the website. Um, as I mentioned, we've got, uh, we got videos out there, some content I produce with different tips, etc., there's a B2B radio page that has all of the um, uh, prior shows that we've had, um, radio shows we've had. You can call us at 614-962-7CFO. Um, on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, we're at Wentworth Financial Partners. And uh, on Twitter, we're at Mr. Biz Tweets. And I guess I mentioned, too, LinkedIn. Uh, I'm uh, on LinkedIn at uh, Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth. Where you're also Mr. LinkedIn. On uh, Mr. Biz and Mr. LinkedIn. Well, and I had to change my name, actually. There's a Ken Wentworth that's actually, I think, in Missouri that's a consultant. 
So that's why I put the Mr. Fizz. We should in listen there, to so. his show. Yeah, maybe we should. So come back next segment and we'll talk through the question on factoring. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. If your business is aiming for the stars but is stuck in the fog, call Mr. Biz at Wentworth Financial Partners. If profits are what you prefer, call Mr. Biz. If cash flow is a concern, call Mr. Biz. If growth is your goal, you guessed it, call Mr. Biz. We are so confident in our results-oriented approach, we'll even guarantee it. Visit WentworthFinancialPartners.com to learn more about our guaranteed CFO services or call us at 614-962-7CFO. That's WentworthFinancialPartners.com. Every day, careless drivers drive away from car crashes they cause while you're left behind, injured, without a car, and unable to work. It gets worse. Careless drivers insurance company may refuse to pay you. Your insurance company may refuse to help you. You'll have to do one thing. Get Scott Smith and get justice. We have the experience and the resources to get you the results you need and deserve. Call 888-311-LAWS. That's 888-311-LAWS. Or visit us at sestriallaw.com. Get Scott Smith. Get justice. To schedule a free consultation, call 614-962-7CFO. That's 962-7CFO. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and our co-host today, Mr. Michael Morris of Morris Media. And we're having an Ask Mr. Biz show today, uh, much like we did last week, digging through some questions. Uh, and before I dig into the factoring question, it's actually time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. Love it. I almost forgot. Bring it. So this week, pretty simple one. Um, always, always, always ask for company customer input. So whether you have a survey, um, and make the surveys easy. Uh, a lot of companies I go to say, oh yeah, well we have a customer survey. We, yeah, absolutely. We give it to every single customer. And I said, well, what percentage of customers actually fill it out? And they kind of turn away sheepishly, like embarrassed. If it's not easy to do, people aren't going to do it, right? So you got to make it as easy as possible. Maybe you can encourage them to do it right there. If it's a sheet of paper, it depends what your business is, right? Um, can I ask you something? Do you sure. recommend that they do an online survey or a uh, one in person? And I will, this is why I ask you that. So whenever it's been, take this home uh, and fill this out and give us a review. I, I, by the time I get home, I forget all about it. Whereas if I'm there, you ask me to do it, I'm more. It's harder to turn somebody down face to face. Yeah, yeah. And I think it depends what your business is, but um, some people don't want to be bothered with it right there either. Um, so there's a couple of different ways to look at that. So if you have them go online, let's say you have it on your website, you really encourage it, and maybe you you offer an incentive. We draw, you know, once a month we draw and give a free gift certificate, something like that, something that's an incentive for them. And it's a gift certificate to your business. So it's going to get you more business, right? You've given them incentive to go out and fill this thing out. And, by the way, they went out to your website to fill it out. That's so true. they may have bought product A from you and don't even know that you have products D, E, F. They go out to the website to fill a survey out and they go, oh, geez, I didn't even realize they also do this or they also provide this service. But 
So you, that's more of your and or approach. It is. Right? Uh, well, we want them to do both, not choose one. So there's an added benefit if they go to the site. Yeah. And, and again, if you just tell them to go to the site, I think that's what happens. I know that's what happens with me as well. I'll forget or I'll throw their seat well, away I'll forget or to do the and, survey and then I'm like, oh, the, they do have this other thing. So now I'm looking at that. Like I'll forget my original purpose for being there. <laughs> right. Um, and then you could, you know, you could offer it up there. You, you can maybe even have it, have a, um, a hard copy of the survey there and say, hey, if, or if you'd prefer, you could fill it out right now. Um, give them the option. Make it easy for them. You need that input because... As I like to say, you can't fix what you don't know about, so you need to get that feedback. So that's the Mr. Biz uh, tip of the week. Now, let's dig back into this question on factoring, and the question was, um, what, what type of company um, is factoring, what, what type of company would factoring benefit the most? And it's a little bit of a tough question to answer because I think factoring, depending on um, you know, the nature of your business, factoring can benefit really companies at different parts in their life cycle. So a young company, a startup company, which is what they like to call, and it sounds so negative, but an unbankable company. So you don't have any business credit at that point. You're a startup. Maybe you've got limited revenue, uh, for example. You've got some, but not a lot. And a bank looks at you and says, too big of a risk, not going to loan you money, et cetera, um, is, is, is definitely a candidate for that um, that can help you through any cyclical issues in your cash flow. Um, to be able to pay bills, to be able to make payroll, et cetera. It's, it's definitely a really good option. Um, y- you could have, you know, a seasoned company that, um, let's say, uh, a software development company that, um, y- you know, you do large projects. And so a lot of times the software development companies will take 50% of the, the uh, amount up front and then 50% upon delivery. Well, let's say it's a $100,000 job. You get fifty thousand dollars, and it takes six months to to complete the job. You don't get you don't get the other payoff until six months later. In the meantime, you have to pay your contractors or your employees your that are doing the development, and so that creates obviously a uh, could create a cash flow issue for you. So that's another example of where you know if you've got large sporadic invoices that you know could be definitely a good option for you. Um, and the other thing I'll say about you know since the the listener mentioned Renee Tyak and her company Capital Plus, one of the things they offer with that service is essentially almost like invoice management they do for you, um, which is a huge benefit. Um, and it's they're doing it on behalf of you, so it's not as though they call on behalf of your company. So that, When she was telling that story, I thought, why wouldn't every – Right. Like that was the, – there's no – uh, what do I want to say? There's no, ad- no added, drawback. Yeah. Well, the, there's no drawback, but it was more. There's no added effort to do it. Like you're handing it off. Like here, take care of it. What an amazing thing to have. I wish I knew that like ten years ago. <laughs> right. You know. And that's why, again, there are several factoring companies, and I've worked with them before, and none of them are like Capital Plus. And I don't want to turn this into a Capital Plus uh, plug, 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 plug. But it, I mean, really, and that's that's one of the reasons I had Renee on. And as I mentioned, Renee will be on again next week. But. <laughs> So it's, um, it's still a plug. Go ahead. Uh, but no, so, I, you know, factoring is, is, a, is a good option for a lot of different types of companies and will benefit a lot. But I would say uh, the main two would be young startup companies that, um, you know, sort of are still in the unbankable phase, I'll call it. And then, uh, you know, companies that have um, large or sporadic invoices are another good, uh, a good option to explore uh, factoring. So I would say that is the answer to that one. So, Alan, if you can fire up the next one. Hi, Mr. Biz. 
I love B2B radio, and I'm impressed with your knowledge. I have recently been promoted to manage a medical practice. Of course, I want to do a great job, so I would like to pick your brain. What are the key risks I should concern myself with? This is a good one. Medical practices. So I've dealt with uh, a handful of those, and there are some things that are they're a completely different animal. Um, as as anyone out there who works in a healthcare practice would 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 uh, definitely attest to, and whether that's sort any sort of healthcare, and that includes you know a dental office, uh, you know a PCP, um, a specialist. Um, there are there's a whole ball of wax of, of risk there that's different than you know a manufacturing company or whatever, but. So again, I mentioned this before, and I've said it a few times, but I am an absolute no- admitted numbers nerd. So I remember numbers; I don't remember names. So um, that's a, becomes a self fulfilling prophecy too, Mike. I have to get away from that. But uh, I'm going to adapt your motto. I like it. <laughs> but uh, one of the things I would say, and a big one, is employee related claims. Now, I think most people think of a medical practice, and maybe that wouldn't even consider that. But here's part of my numbers nerdism. Um, I just, I had a statistic, uh, it's a fairly recent, uh, statistic in a five year period, a healthcare provider can expect 60% of them can expect some sort of claim, some sort of employee related claim towards them, towards them. And that can be anything that can be harassment, falling uh, down the stairs. It can be discrimination, retaliation, um, wrongful termination, uh, wage or overtime practices. Um, and then the other thing you got to keep in mind is you're responsible for your employees' actions. And you're talking about health care, medical things. Um, if someone has a big oops, it can be obviously detri- very detrimental to a patient. So, And I think the reason is, and it didn't, this, this study that I you know, was quoting these statistics from didn't really quote this, um, but I'm assuming the reason is that a healthcare provider is considered to have deep pockets, right? People think of doctors oh, sure. being uh, wealthy. Well, and they have all that insurance behind it also, yeah. the malpractice insurance. Yeah. Um, the other, I guess I'll mention three. Two I'll combine, I guess, are um, billing and, and coding errors. So those kind of fall uh, hand in hand with each other. But if you're audited, you got to make sure everything's um, very tight. And if you're you get audited pretty regularly, especially if you're a larger practice, um, and so that's very important. You can be fined, penalties, um, and then there's reputational risk. Imagine if a if one of your patients finds your mistake, and that's that's not good, right? And they may right. end up suing you. Obviously, things like that. And on the flip side of that, and I'll take a sort of a different approach than maybe others would, but the billing and coding errors. If you're not billing, and coding goes right along with the billing, clearly, but if you're not coding things and billing appropriately, you may be leaving money on the table. So there may be a, a, a service that you've provided to a patient and you have it coded as a one, two, three, four, and it should be a two, three, five, six, whatever, make it up. Um, and two, three, five, six is what you actually did. And that's something that's, you know, insurance will reimburse you more for, but you just have coded it at a lesser um, uh, service level. That's, that's an opportunity right there. That's, low-hanging fruit that you got to make sure that you're doing that. Now, you don't fluff it up and, and do thing in anything fraudulent, clearly, but I've seen that in medical practices where they're sort of missing the ball on that, and that's an opportunity for, for additional revenue. The thar- third part uh, I'll mention um, that's a risk for a medical practice is, and this is for everybody, but cyber attacks. Um, 
but healthcare is even more so than a regular business. Um, and so there's another numbers nerd statistic coming at you, Mike. So I feel so safe around <laughs> you. I'm like constantly, <laughs> someone's going to rip off your business or a cyber attack. I just want to go home. So uh, healthcare is attacked more than any other business segment. Um, over half of the breaches of all breaches are a healthcare provider, which I wouldn't even expected, but that is the truth. Um, and the m- main reasons I think are a lot of practices are slow to upgrade, um, make technology upgrades, et cetera, that they may need to protect themselves. And then the other thing is, and this was one I was unaware of until six or eight months ago, patient info is actually what they call PHI, protected health info, is actually more valuable to exploit. So get this. So you always hear about credit card get- numbers getting stolen, right? So to a cyber criminal, they will get you can get paid twenty dollars for someone's PHI for their for their uh, protected health info, whereas a credit card number, because it's so prevalent, you only get a dollar or two. Now I would certainly not have expected that. It's completely counterintuitive to what I would have thought. No. So again, you get into that deep pocket situation there. So definitely a lot of risk in a medical practice. Um, So I think that's going to wrap us up for this episode of Ask Mr. Biz. Thank you, everyone, for the questions. You can always submit those on the website or tweet at Mr. Biz Tweets. You can reach us at 614-962-7CFO. Thanks, Mike Morris of Morris Media for co-hosting with me. And uh, next week we will have Renee Tyak of Capital Plus on, and we'll have one of her customers. So we will see you next week. Tune in. Have a great week. And cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Wentworth Financial Partners. Wentworth Financial Partners is your resource for part-time CFO services that help you work on your business instead of in your business. To schedule a free consultation, call 614-962-7CFO. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff management, or advertisers. Tune in again next week for B2B Radio with Mr. Biz.